Hello, and welcome to a new edition of the Wingbacks or Forward podcast. On this week's podcast, we're going to review the match day one and also look at, also look forward to match day two. So today I have my fellow co-hosts and friends. I have Ryan, uh, Rashab, Shamik, and a special guest in Sandeep. So Sandeep supports the only club to lose games in each of the Champions League, European Cup, Cup Winners' Cup, the UEFA Cup, Europa Cup, and the Intertotal Cup, and the Europa, Europa Conference League. This is, of course, none other than Spurs. So we have Ryan, uh, Sandeep, our resident Spurs fan, who will run us through um, his thoughts on Kane and so on. That'll be, that'll be in a separate podcast. But for the moment, let's get to match day one. So guys, let's review the first game of the match day. Uh, Brentford Arsenal, quickly. Um, thoughts on that? I thought we were... Uh, it's not obviously a... Re- it's a relegation battle. But uh, yeah, standard, <laughs> thoughts, guys. Standard result. I'm pretty sure we all predicted Brentford to win. Arsenal are genuinely not great. I don't know why we keep talking about the Audi Cup. But yeah, so Arsenal... Uh, as a team, they have so many deficiencies, whether at the back, lack of a number 10, and no clinical striker. So Brentford played very well, and I think they deserve to to win the game on the on the balance of play in the 90 minutes. And yeah, it was a sort of expected result, and it'll be interesting to see how Arsenal go against Chelsea this week. All right, and Rashad, I'll go back to you, because obviously the next game we wanted to talk about was United and Leeds. So, you and I both watched this game. Um, did you have any thoughts on this? Like, I thought it was a good performance overall. And we kind of showed that we can play on the front foot. Um, obviously, a very good day to start off with. We had Varane being unveiled. And then we played some electric football, I thought. But um, McFred and McFred came clutch. Um, but yeah, I thought it was Pogba, obviously, with a good performance as well. Um it was a standard result, wasn't it? Yeah, I think overall a good result. Similar four-goal difference as per last season with Leeds. Regarding McFred, I feel as though there are horses for courses team when we play against Leeds. They suit the high-intensity, uh, high-impact game that we do always have against them. Pogba was on fire on the left wing, but it will be interesting to see what happens once Rashford comes back or... As I mentioned before, once Varane comes back into the team, it'll be interesting to see if Oli does drop one of McFred and play the 4-3-3 that has been touted in the news. But yeah, Pogba was on fire having more freedom on the left-hand side rather than being restricted in the double pivot and having four assists, which I think is more than he had all of last season against, again, yeah, in the Premier League last season. But once again, we should take into account Leeds does suit how we play, leaving themselves open at the back. So not getting too carried away with the result. It was good to see Bruno get a hat-trick, Pogba with four assists. And yeah, plenty of things to be optimistic about, but we shouldn't get too carried away as there's still 37 games to go in the league with tougher tests to come, I believe. All right. Um, Leicester Wolves. Does anyone want to recap that one for us? I did watch this game. Um... Very simple recap. I mean, I thought I thought Wolves were unlucky to to go down one nil. I thought they were they were value for a draw at least. Leicester very clinical performance defensively. I don't Vestergaard didn't even play, and they Vardy with an outstanding goal. Next game, um, Chelsea Crystal Palace. I can actually take this one. Uh, Palace are terrible. 
uh, everything that we talked about on the predictions podcast from last week, guys, was basically what happened in this game. They just did not look good, but still many signings that haven't been bedded in yet. I think Wacky Madison is still yet to play. So hopefully it gets better for them, but they were completely outclassed by Chelsea. And I think, was Lukaku's transfer official by this point? It was, right? Uh, yes, he was announced um, okay. by the time the bridge was in full force. Easy. Um, Watford Villa, I think, show me, watch this one as well. Well, yeah, this is a good game. This is a great game. Um, I thought Villa came back in the last the minutes to equal um to sort of three two. But I mean, Watford in front of the the fans at Vicarage Road. I know Rashad mentioned they were going to avoid the drop, and they look a good side. They've got some good players, and they're hardened from Premier League experience. Um, Villa didn't look too good, uh, but I mean, it's a brand new squad. They the new signings will take some time to to get into to form and sort of settle in into Dean Smith's philosophy of football. Um, and we'll see what happens. But it was a good game. It was exciting to watch. Um, a lot of goals from Watford. Uh, might be a surprise package this season. Uh, Ryan, did you end up watching Everton-Southampton? Or can you recap, can recap the game for I did not, unfortunately, no. I didn't get around to watching that one. I saw this one as well. But, I mean, Rashad, did you watch this? Or Sandeep? Nah, I didn't watch it. All right, well, All right, so I'll, just we can... talk, I'll just talk about my beloved manager, Rafa. Um, it went down 1-0 and that was it. Did anyone... Oh, I didn't see anything else after that. No. Um, no, I thought, I thought I thought it was actually a good good thing on Rafa, to, the fact that he went down at Goodison 1-0 early and to bring it back like that, I thought it was really impressive. It's not easy to do, especially after the things we talked about last podcast about him being a Liverpool manager and I thought that if he went down 1-0, it would kind of like Everton would sort of like go off the ball, but uh, they brought it back well and they were clinical and, and Dominic Calvert-Lewandowski um, scored a goal. So um, they're going, it's early days as well, um, but Southampton didn't look too good either. Okay. Um, why are you here, Sean? Can you just talk about Liverpool and Norwich? Unfortunately, it seems like you're the only one who watched a lot of games this week. Yeah, but, I um... stayed up. I stayed up till like two thirty to four thirty a.m. on opening match day. Um, yeah, Liverpool Spurs. Uh, Liverpool Norwich. Sorry, um, Liverpool Norwich was a really interesting game. I thought Norwich actually started the game better than Liverpool. Um, first twenty minutes, Carrow Road was sort of absolutely bouncing, and for the first six minutes, Norwich had like seventy five percent of the ball. Uh, but Liverpool sort of grew into the game. It was a surprise to see Van Dijk start. I didn't expect it. I don't think anyone did. Um, and it was a clinical performance from Liverpool. I mean, what else can you say? 3-0 away from home, clean sheet. But, I mean, Norwich, not like like Rashad said, Leeds 5-1. Norwich 3-0. I mean, these are teams you expect to beat. Um, but it, it looked at Liverpool side of old, to be honest. Um, and that was that was good to see. All right, I'll quickly wrap up Newcastle, West Ham, and Burnley, Brighton, and we can move on to the marquee match from the, this match day, and we can get Sandeep and the Ryan involved here. But Burnley, Brighton... informed Ryan's left the chat, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, Burnley, Brighton, I thought that first goal was Brighton. That was insane. The one, I don't know if you guys have seen it. He just completely knocks over the Brighton defender. It's just a ram, like ram, rams into him. It was a great goal. Um, but very odd from Burnley. Um, 
obviously we've all mentioned our love for Burnley and Daesh, but it's very odd because you really think Burnley go up one nil and they keep that one nil. They aren't they aren't losing from one a position of one nil. So very odd from them to let two unanswered goals by, but I guess it's it's the first game of the season, so we'll see. Uh, Newcastle West Ham clinical from West Ham. Antonio comes clutch again. Um, I think he said after his in, after in his interview, not bad for a right back. He's broken a record of some sort. I think someone one of the other guys can clarify. I think he's for me. like their leading goal scorer. Or there you go. Close to yeah. yeah. So four four two to um, West Ham on that one. They look good. Right, but let's move on to the marquee match. Um, Tottenham won. Manchester City nil. Who watched this nil. by the way? Yeah, of course. I didn't watch it live, but I did watch the um, the replay. Like the replay, but like I watched the recap. It was a beautiful game. Just an excellent game. I mean, Nuno Masterclass. I mean, what else can you say, really? Jaffet Tanganga just put Sterling in his back pocket. Grealish back pocket, other back pocket. It was just... Amazing to Mate, see. Look, I know a one-nil <laughs> win for you is quite rare these days, but no one was in your pocket. Don't worry. One shot on target, and it was your goal. Let's just not get too ahead of ourselves. But I can't remember Luis making a save that I can remember. Mahrez put De Bruyne one in. eighty-six minute outside the box. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah, yeah. That was. I wouldn't say that that was a big time save though, considering he's a World Cup winning captain and that. But you know, CD. Some days they just look like they can't score against Spurs. That is. And we saw that last season. Not in the game they won, obviously, but back when Spurs were actually good. Um, yeah. Spurs, but Spurs were good? What? I think you, you recall they were top of the table in December. I think so. you recall they also finished eighth, so. <laughs> Seventh, was it not? Sorry, my bad. My, I'm Please, so sorry. Don't disrespect Arsenal like that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we lost a pack of whatever, the Portuguese team. I didn't watch that game, but basically it shows that Spurs still need to clear out some dead weight. I mean, Carter Vickers, Winks, where City have guys like Bernardo Silva just sitting on the bench. We have Carter Vickers playing games. So I think, yeah, you can't take too much from week one. I think that's just been... The common message we all have, like week one is nothing to look at and be surprised by. Um, but guys, um, any more analysis on City? Um, yeah, look, before Ryan sort of um, takes it away, I, I did watch this game and I thought I thought from first 15 minutes, you it looked like City were going to absolutely blow the door open and score four or five. Honestly, it looked like that for a long period, 15 minutes. But Spurs sort of slowed the game down. They brought themselves back into it by slowing City down. Um, it was great. Jack Grealish's debut, great. Like, eh, I, th- I thought he won a few more fouls than City usually have, but I actually thought he stopped the free-flowing attack that City's known for, and I think he will have to change that under Guardiola. Um, just a quick thing on City... They have actually not won their last uh, in their last seven games. They've only won twice, um, and one of their wins was a three-two uh, win at Newcastle. Um, so, 
over the last seven games, like they haven't actually had the best run of form, and I know it carries over from last season and things like that. It just seemed like a very similar performance to the Chelsea game. It had like that UCL final written all over where they just got caught on the counter-attack. Um, I thought Spurs should have actually had three. three. They had three very good chances. And I think Son should have buried buried one chance that Bergwijn sent him off on a run on a counter-attack. Um, and I think that's the way teams will look to play against City this season, sit back like Spurs did and um, and hit them on a counter-attack. One thing it did look like it was definitely a Nuno performance. Um, surprised that it took him that long, took him that quickly to sort of adapt to his style. And I was impressed by Spurs. It was a great performance, but I mean, Grealish and Sterling weren't in, in um, I can't even say his right back name, but they weren't in his pocket. Um, like he had a great performance. He also gave away seven fouls, um, should have been yellow carded. Um, but, you know, I thought, I thought City, I thought City were poor off the ball and they were, they lacked a striker, um, and Daniel Levy is pretty happy about that. One thing I would say is that Nuno normally never compliments like specific players, but he did compliment Tanganga. So I think he was actually happy that um, Jaffet gave away fouls, considering like Grealish and Sterling, they're due 10 fouls basically a game combined. Like they should, if they're not getting 10 fouls, that's an off day for them. So I think no, the foul. No, like, like I, I agree. I agree that he was his focus was to foul them and sort of disrupt their playing style. Like I totally get that was the game plan. But yeah, I agree that I he should have been can, yellow. I don't think you can say that in the back pocket. Like Sterling had a good opportunity, so did Grealish. But I mean, yeah. I think uh, one thing I was surprised though is just quickly with they were playing Nathan Ake, and a lot of people were a bit surprised that he was playing, and I think that was because he does have a fair amount of pace so that no Guardiola knowing that teams want to attack them on the counter-attack, Ake having a bit more pace than like someone like Laporte or something. Um, that was the reason why he was playing, but it still didn't work. So Guardiola still needs to figure out how, other than Fernandinho, like doing tactical fouls, he needs to figure out a way to stop teams hitting them on the counter. Ryan, thoughts on that? No, definitely. Look, I, I do. I, I do disagree that Tottenham had us in, in in their back pocket. I know that's just bants, but on 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 a serious note, look, I don't look again. Of course, only week one, and anything can really happen in week one with the Community Shield as well, which we had a loss to. That's why we're playing on the players' minds. I think the lineup again. I agree. Was quite interesting. Um, Fernandinho, Ake. I would have probably said, or if I were in Guardiola's position, I would have chucked Rodri on instead of. Um, Fernandinho, if I'm playing not a very, I wouldn't say inexperienced, but I suppose a defender who's had less game time on as a starting, in our starting 11. What I also feel was, <clears throat> I think this game was interesting to see, obviously, with De Bruyne not being there for a good chunk of the game. After 20 minutes, just seeing City burn out, it didn't really seem like we were playing the fluid, the fluid football that you've seen City play for a very long time. And Grealish, I think, had a pretty big part in that, I agree. But in terms of his debut, I don't think it was a bad debut. 100% of dribbles completed, still made some pretty decent passes. I think for someone who's playing under Guardiola for the first well, first time in the DPL game, um, playing against a team that he's played against before, mind you, but in a, probably with different tactics as well, it does take time to get used to it. Of course, Tottenham, did, did they didn't play badly, I'll say. I think Tottenham were definitely not to be discredited in this game either, but I do feel that City 
with the chances created towards the you know in the, sort of the latter latter part of the second half when De Bruyne came on, we should have at least scored a couple. By I the think. way, sorry, Ryan, just a quick question for you. Um, I thought the game sort of completely changed when De Bruyne came on. I thought yeah. if De Bruyne had started or like come on a half time or come on even earlier, I thought City were going to come. City would do a goal because I think I think as soon as De Bruyne came on, you saw City just totally like. Exactly. He lifted their game from hundred percent, hundred percent. He is, I think, right now. Of course, without a striker, too, he is our most important player. The camp position is the most important position for City because we do play very attacking football, right? And you see that quite often. When he came on, it felt like we were playing as we were in the first twenty minutes of the game, right? The first twenty and sort of the last twenty, I suppose, we de- were definitely our highlights. But that's what that's roughly fifty minutes of the game where we're just trying not to concede. I, I didn't look like City were playing the way they used to or the way they did during their winning run. So I think if, if I think, I guess following points from here would be to maybe look to bring Rodri a lot more on. I don't, on a lot more, sorry. I don't, look, Fernandinho is old. He's definitely tactically a genius when it comes to playing a CDN, but I think his, the, the physical nature of football is such that I just don't, I just think he's getting older. And I think it's now time to give Rodri a bit more responsibility and bring him on a lot more because he is younger. He's got, you know, a bit more pace and he can, I suppose, he can play better. If I'm being completely honest, I don't see Fernandinho staying more than for, for, for more than this season. I think he only signed the next year anyway. So he's looking to retire or at least move to maybe like a, a, a player coach um, role like company did as well when he left a couple of seasons back. So I don't know. I, I wasn't impressed with the way we played. I, I was impressed with Grealish's debut. Nonetheless, I think to bring De Bruyne on was a good decision made far too late. Do I think city, um, <laughs> does that change my, I suppose, title prospects? Not really. It's week one, uh, you know, two, two big losses are playing in our minds. I mean, I say big losses, community shield, obviously not the most important game of anyone's career, but it definitely is still something, you know, if you win it, it, it does motivate you. And you saw that with Leicester as well. They did play pretty decently nonetheless. So part of me is thinking, you know, they'd want to bounce back from this fairly soon. So we'll see. And maybe Guardiola will realize that, you know, before you bring on Ake in the starting 11, you need to first make sure he can play. Against Tottenham as well, I don't think I would have chucked him on. Maybe a mid to lower table side, potentially. But if you're playing a team that is still part of the big six, maybe recent stats don't show that, but it's still a fairly good team to come up against. I wouldn't be playing someone who you barely played last season. And Ryan, just a final point. Do you think sure. Spurs is City's bogey team? Or do you think Nuno is Spurs is Nuno is a bogey manager for City? Because I think he did the double <laughs> with Wolves last season as well. He did well, look, I think if Spurs the double on us, it potentially could be just Nuno just knowing how to play against City, but I don't think that, I think with Wolves as well, I think they were a lot more deserved in their wins. I will not say that Tottenham dominated us for the game. I think the whole game itself, minus the first and last sort of 15, 20 minutes, it were firing blanks realistically. It reminded me a lot of that United City game that we wouldn't be played, first game we played against each other last season where it was a nil all draw. It was just dead watching it. So, Ryan, I'm um, not sure if you know this. Sorry to cut you off, but I know yeah. Rashad mentioned the bogey. Um, Spurs uh, Stadium is your bogey stadium. You know, Pep's never won at um, Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> not yet. Uh, did not did yet. you actually know that? Or no, what? I didn't. I actually didn't know. That's very interesting. He's actually, he's actually never won at Tottenham Hotspur. Could also be the Mourinho effect. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, I wouldn't say that they're, a, that they're a bogey team. It could just be that Spurs 
just played very well. I'd like if they did a double on us this season, you know, they, they definitely were a team that was difficult last season. We've definitely had UCL issues with them in the past. I won't get into more than I have to, but um, as a general rule, I don't think we can really say a lot about week one shit happens. We move, right? If we lose the next three games, might be some issues, but I don't think we will. Ryan, I know fi- final question for you. Sure. Um, and I'll keep this quick. Yeah. Are you, is anyone at City concerned given the last three games you've played UCL final 1-0, Community Shield, I know it doesn't matter, but I mean 1-0, mm-hmm. and then Tottenham Hotspur 1-0. There's there's a growing period of, of time where City have lost 1-0, yeah. tried to attack, and then got counted and lost mm-hmm. 1-0. Does that mm-hmm. concern you at all for the season? Not really. If you look at the, if it was three Prem games, I'd be more concerned. It was one Prem great prom, one Prem game, one community shield in a UCL final. Look, a UCL final. A 1-0 loss, I don't think, weighs as much um, in terms of how shit your side is. I think if you lose 1-0, you were almost there. If we lost 3 or 4-0, it would have hurt a lot more. Um, but the fact that City still played relatively well in that UCL final for whatever Pep's management tactics were, I wouldn't say that was too concerning. Community Shield loss, of course, you're, it's, it's the first game of the season, realistically, and we were still down a couple of players who couldn't return to England. So I am mindful that that potentially could have played into it too. Again, first game against Spurs. It is a third 1-0 loss, but it's not that we're losing by a lot. I think we just need to work on ensuring that we cut those counterattacks off and we attack better. And you saw when you brought De Bruyne on, it was City all over again, the way we used to be. So I'm not concerned. I'd be concerned if we played our best starting 11 and we still lost 1-0, that'd be a problem. We did not play. There was maybe three or four players we could have brought off and brought, like or started differently and we would have easily won that game. So... I don't know. I think Pep's also realized that our a few a few first matches are definitely quite difficult. And I don't think Spurs is the top of the list to beat. Uh, if we do it against Arsenal, we do it against Liverpool. I think we got Liverpool and Chelsea relatively early on in the season as well from memory. If we do it against them, that's going to show that I think those are the games he's saving the big players for. It could just be the fact that we just didn't play well the first game back. But I'm not gonna, I, I don't think that I'm concerned. I don't think many City fans would be. City are notorious for starting very, very slow anyway. So it's not like... We are. Yeah. But fun fact, yeah. I just read it the other day. The only team to ever lose their first game and win the title have been United on three different occasions. I think 92, 93, 96, 97, I think around that point, and 2008, 2009, or 2007, 2008. It's roughly around those periods. I can't remember the dates in my head, but they've only been the team to do it. You never know if City can do it again, but a little fun fact for you. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. I'm looking forward to match day two, which starts tomorrow, actually. Um, Can I just get a prediction for the game for each of you? And I feel like the marquee match obviously being Arsenal-Chelsea. So um, um, this may be influenced by our draft predictions, or FPL draft predictions, but we'll start from the top. Um, Liverpool-Burnley, Sandy? Liverpool-Burnley? Yeah. Uh, I would say... Same, probably 1-0. Uh, Sean? 1-0 against Burnley. You think it's your one go? All right. Um, 3-1. 3-1. Sean? 2-0 Liverpool. Ryan? I'm actually going to say 3-2 Liverpool. They'll win it, but I think it'll be a bit close. Pope, Pope Masterclass is coming in. Daesh Masterclass. Still lose, but Masterclass. I'm going to say 4 uh, 0 Liverpool. Um, 
Villa Newcastle, Sandy. Uh, two two. Sean. Two nil Villa. Is it is it at Villa? So every time I first the first team I mentioned okay, is at home. Villa. Um, three one Villa. Gonna say nil all, I think. I feel like this is a game that Newcastle should house their way, so one nil. Um Palace Brentford. This is a good game actually. Uh Sandy. I think I'm gonna go three nil to Palace Zaha Hatchin. Trump. One all. I think there's goals in the game, two all. Right. I also think Willie, Big Willie is going to score a hat-trick, but I think it's going to be 3-1 to Palace. I'm going to say 0-0. No, no. Big Willie uh, might score, but it might not be on the pitch, Ryan. <laughs> um, Leeds and Everton. Sandy? Yeah, Leeds, Everton. That's, I think that's a tough one. I'm going to go 3-2 Leeds. Sean? Oh, no, Leeds. Come on, you know. <laughs> I was going through to the Leeds as well. Ryan. You argue. Yeah, I think it's going to be three all at full time and uh, Everton are going to win on penalties. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I think it's going to be... I actually reckon it's going to be... Uh, oh, I don't know. Leeds did lose 5-1. I think it's going to be 2-0 Everton. I'm going to say 3-2 um, Leeds. Man City, Norwich. Like, I swear, if Puki starts, if Puki scores like a hat-trick and wins the game for this, I'm going <laughs> to... I think... I'm going to go Man- watch the Serie A, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I think Man City, Norwich. I'm going 3-1 Man City, yeah. Sure. 5-0 City. Statement match. I, th- I was saying 5-0 as well. You'll have confidence in City, and I'm going to say 2-0 to City. I don't think we're going to score that many goals in no striker. No, there's always two guarantees, City against like Burnley and Norwich, like two 5 nils. I mean, season. to be fair, De Bruyne did sack one in. I remember the last game of two seasons ago against Norwich. Beautiful. But I don't think – I think it's going to be 2-0. I don't expect too many goals. I'm thinking the same. I just don't think City's first team is going to be match fit for that game. So 2-0. Um, Brighton Watford. That is Brighton Watford. I'm gonna go nil nil actually. One all, one all. I think two one Brighton. Right. I actually want to say I think it's gonna be Watford two nil. You know. Wouldn't mind seeing him win. I like, I'm going to back my boys, Brighton. Um, 3 0. Uh, Southampton United. Um, we'll, start, we'll change up the order in this one for Sharp. Obviously, good old United fan. 3 1 United. I think we'll go, go, go down, but then come back to win. Uh, I Similar sort of thing, but I'm going to go 2 1. Come back from behind. 
Yeah. Uh, Sean? 2-1 um, United. Ryan? Well, it's United versus Liverpool's academy. So I think it's going to be, I reckon, 4-0 United. It's going to come back and do another bigger, big one. I hate, I hate that. I hate the fact that I'm predicting this as well. It just pisses me off. Uh, I think if we've got just a couple more away wins, we'll have the most like away matches unbeaten as well. I'm not sure how many matches we need to win, though. Or like not I lose. I believe it's four or something like that. Uh, my prediction for Southampton United, I'm going to say 3-2. I do feel like we'll go back behind early and then bring it back. Um, we'll start up with Sandy for this one. Wolves and Tottenham. Yeah, obviously Nuno's comeback game. I'm gonna go two one. Two one to Spurs. Close game. Dominic. Who's Spurs playing again? Sorry? Wolves. Wolves. Oh, the return of Nuno. Um I go I go one all. Yeah. Um Rashad. I think nil all. It's got a classic Wolves performance written all over it. <laughs> Big scout. Um, Ryan. I think it's going to be... I actually think Wolves are going to win it. I think Nuno's going to pull a bit of a peb and overthink his own previous team. I think it's going to be a 2 nil win to Wolves. All right. I'm saying 1-1. Uh, I just feel like Wolves and Tottenham equally matched. All right. We'll come back to the Arsenal-Chelsea fixture. Uh, we'll do West Ham, Leicester. Imagine being evenly matched to a team that was promoted, like, how many seasons ago? <laughs> You'd love to see it. <laughs> I mean, you lost to them twice, so I wouldn't talk. Okay, listen, 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 Here we listen. Go. Let's continue. <laughs> Sad David Shavels. Anyway. Um, West Ham, Leicester, we'll go. Sandy. Yeah, West Ham, Leicester is going to be a tight game. I'm going to go nil all. Yeah, Sean. I was actually thinking there's a lot. There's, I was actually thinking there's a lot of games and goals in this game. Um, so I'm going to say four two to West Ham again. Yeah, I agree with the plan. I agree with that. I think there'll be goals. Um, Rashad, I also think there'll be six goals in the game, but I reckon three all. And uh, Ryan, come on, you Irons! It's going to be four one to West Ham, mate. Not even a doubt. Uh, a lot of people don't like Leicester. <laughs> No, I think Le- I love Leicester as a club, but I just don't think they're going to smash past Hammers. I don't think it has, they, they did well last season too. They're going to be wanting to try and contend for Europe, I reckon, again. That's actually untrue, Sam. People, oh, me and Ryan especially predicted that they might even get fourth. So we actually do think they're pretty good. So, how are I, they going gonna... <laughs> to? Okay, no, right, we'll come back to it. Only two, two games in. Only two games in. We're going to be here for a while if we start talking about that. Um, West Ham, Leicester, I'm saying 2-1. I do think uh, Leicester will pull it off. Uh, big game of the week. Arsenal, oh, depends how you see it, but um, Arsenal, Chelsea. Um, yeah, go send it. Well, it's a big game in Rwanda and Uganda probably, but <laughs> I would say Chelsea are going to take them to the cleaners for now. I think we should go to Ryan. He has a lot of players vested in this game. Yeah. So my FPL is basically more than half of it. It's just Chelsea. So I'm going to say Chelsea will win a um, 17-0. Uh, 
Um, no, I'm kidding. I think Chelsea are going to do it, but it's going to be. I think it's going to be close. I don't. I don't know. I, I have a feeling Arteta somehow will always pull it off against Chelsea. It's the one team that he will do it against is Chelsea. So I'm going to actually say it's going to be a two-one win to Chelsea. You won't win, but he'll bring it damn close. Uh, oh, Ryan, you should have been like seventeen nil jokes, eighteen nil. Yeah, six hat tricks from Lukaku, <laughs> my guy. American Samoa versus Australia. Is that was that the score in that year? Or was 30 it thirty nil? That, 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 that was that was thirty-one nil, wasn't it? Or something ridiculous? Yeah. <laughs> Like, um, a would still like he'd bloody like celebrate that after scoring against Samoan what under 15s do a couple of flips and stuff. <laughs> okay back, back on the game Chelsea Arsenal it's at the bridge uh, I think no no it's at the average it's at the average okay then I think Chelsea wins 2-1 Lukaku with a double if he starts, Tom. I'm actually going to throw a spanner in the works. I think Arteta's going to pull like, something <laughs> out. And I think Arsenal are going to shout their way to a 1 0 win over Chelsea. Like, like United. Martinelli bicycle kick. Was it last huh? season where they won 1 0? Yeah, they won 1 0. Like... Yeah, they won They won 1 0. Aubameyang penalty. Didn't score a goal for the rest of the month. And that was their goal of the month. <laughs> yeah. So I think you also Sam... lost 6 1 to Spurs. I also. I also. It's I also... The this Trafford. Yeah, I also think <sighs> that would be an, an upset. Like, I don't think Arsenal going to I just have this funny feeling Arteta with Chelsea. Just Arsenal with Chelsea in general at the Emirates. You know, first home game. Uh, I'll tell it out fans already in there, so we'll see what the atmosphere is like. But it's going to be like Lukaku against Ben White and who's their other center? Abuya. Oh, no, okay, Chelsea 6 1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll wrap so it up for that's you it, guys. Yeah. Um, so just to, just to lay out the state of the game. So for this game, um, they're on they're, Odegaard, Odegaard and Ramsdale will not be playing in any capacity. Um, uh, Partey's obviously out with an injury. Gabriel's out with an injury, and he's coming back from Olympics. Um, what about Aubameyang? Will he have beat COVID? Yes, Aubameyang and Lacazette are good to start, but have no match fitness. And therefore, I believe Chelsea, um, Arsenal will win at 1-0 because Chelsea will find a way. <laughs> Chelsea will find a way to mess it up. And we'll, come, we'll be back here in a week's time discussing it with Luca. And we'll be wondering how the hell they did it. So no, I reckon Aubameyang, Sandy was asking. Aubameyang's on the way to Barcelona in a in a part player exchange deal with Coutinho, and then Shomik's going to be laughing because Liverpool somehow got another ten million. <laughs> with that, if you just swap deal, how do you calculate the? Sell? Mate, it's Michael Edwards. Don't question him. He somehow he will get a sell on deal to Arsenal or something. What? All right, uh, we'll wrap it up here, guys. So thank you so much uh, for listening. And let us know how wrong we are. Um, yeah. And I'm glad that no one's picked up on my 5 0 prediction from last week. So thank you guys. Uh, that doesn't need to be mentioned again. Okay, for people, I know you guys can't see, but there is Sean going mad here. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, leave us a comment, a rating of sorts if you can do that. And yeah, we'll catch you guys on Actually, the, real the quick, next podcast. Which, which was better for the WWF podcast, boys? Which was better, Venkat, Belgium? Uh, what was it? Uh, f- uh, Germany, Portugal uh, winning Portugal, between Germany, France no, between, one nil, yeah. or Man City, Tottenham five nil. Which one was worse? <laughs> tell, wow. tell us, Venkat, tell us.
if I speak, I'm in trouble. Anyway, <laughs> Frank uh, Debola. That's all I'm gonna say. Surely saying the wrong team that's not even playing is worse than predicting the wrong scoreline. Well, thanks, guys. Um, yeah. Okay, we'll have another podcast with um, Sandeep. Uh, hopefully, in a couple of days' time, that gets released. That will be much more in depth. So we'll be focusing on what um, Spurs have to do in the upcoming. Yeah, well, sorry, let me get that straight. We'll be focusing on what um, uh, what the, what are the options with Kane and is Daniel Levy good for the club? But th- other than that, that's it from us and the boys, and we'll catch you guys later. <laughs>